Hello, you guys. Happy Wednesday. I hope you are doing amazing. I hope you're having an amazing June so far. We are. It's been busy. I am totally in involved in my school. It is so crazy. I still sometimes can't believe that I am back in school. It's a lot. It's a lot to learn, but I am loving every single minute of it. But of course it is creating even more buzz for the summer. So I am just trying to navigate, you know, time blocking and organizing my time. And I know that that's often something that women, especially women that maybe want to start another hobby or another business, we're always trying to figure out where can we find extra time. Often it feels impossible, but I want to tell you that if you have the dream even if it feels impossible, you got to follow it. You've got to follow it because we always make time for what we want. We really, truly do. I know that when I mentioned this school to Terry and said, I'll probably need 25 hours a week to really devote to it. And he's like, where are you going to find this time, Michelle? Like that is ridiculous. And I just knew, like I knew when I started this Beachbody coaching business while I was still at my salon and spa, I just knew that it felt so right, that I was so excited about it, I would find the time. And sure enough, eight years ago, I found the time for this business, which grew into something so incredible. And again, here I am again doing the same thing. Yeah, sometimes it feels busy. Sometimes I have to say no to something that comes up because I've committed to this, but I know it will be worth it. And that's how I totally felt about my business too. Anyways, this is not what today is about. Today, I have the most incredible guest, Catherine Farkerson, and I know that I just botched her last name completely. It doesn't matter what her last name is. She's going to tell you inside the interview. She is just amazing. We talked about manifestation, you guys. We talked about money mindset. She gave me some tangible actions to do every single day to start even getting more clarity and focus around what I want to manifest in my life. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. She is incredible. I am not going to say one more word. I'm going to let her explain everything that she does and share all of her awesomeness and amazingness Please, please, please. I know you guys are going to love this one. Can you please tag us in your stories? Send us a message. Make sure you go follow Catherine, but I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I am not going to ramble for one more second. I can't wait for you to meet Catherine. Welcome back to In Total Alignment with me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out. 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, almost eight years ago, after a 20-year career as a top 100 Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. On my way to rising to the top of my network marketing company, I completely changed my mindset, spirituality, health, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and conversations that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success 
is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to In Total Alignment. And I have another amazing guest. I am just getting to know Catherine, who is a mindset and transformation coach. And we have been chatting here for the last few minutes and connecting on so many different levels. I'm so excited for you to hear from Catherine. Welcome, Catherine. I'm excited to have you. You're a fellow Ontario person, which is amazing. I had no clue when we started chatting that you were also from here. Um, Just introduce yourself. Tell my audience what your business is all about and how you love empowering people. Oh, well, I'll be happy to. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, so my name is Catherine Farquharson, and um, I am a, I was just thinking, I was like, I think they call it a transplant, which is that I'm a city girl moved to the country, and I'm all about um, really taking the, the, blowing the lid off of what you believe to be possible for yourself. And that all starts with your thinking. And so for me, moving, we were just talking about this, moving from the city to the country quite spontaneously and um, just up-leveling our lives um, was one example of of, um, many (laughs) of of being able to take chances that you want in your life to be able to find out what's possible um, and not let your your thinking or your past or your limiting beliefs um, get in the way. And so that's what I help people do is expand um, their thinking so that they can really live the life that they want, not um, not be limited by what they think that they were supposed to want. Yeah, I love that. I would love to just unpack that a little bit because I think so many people, women specifically, and you can correct me, I'm probably generalizing there and it's most likely because I really work with just women, but I feel like they are so afraid to change. So something like moving from the city to the country, investing in a new home and doing the scary things just seem impossible. Can you share how that worked its way through your own life and how you help people, your clients really make those leaps? Yes. Well, I'll, I'll agree with you. First of all, (laughs) (laughs) I I think that that is a a huge thing for women. And the other thing I would add on is that I think a lot of women deeply desire to change. And so that it's the combination of both of those things existing at the same time, um, that is wow, prob- probably why I'm even here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, f- the, I always look at it like the fear has to do with the, um, so much reliance on, on past experience and, and, and what we have been trained and told to want, what we've been trained and told to believe and to be able to have the courage to think beyond that. It takes uh, some learning and it takes courage and it takes also understanding like how do we create results in our lives and if i want to have results that are not based on the past how do you even do that and so without knowing how to do that it can feel even more risky and even more scary so um that's what i have always found to be um one of the biggest blocks is that it just seems like and then we of course we're so creative so we like to think that it's for like other people and somehow that we're the exception to the rule and that these things can't happen for us and um and and I would also say that for a lot of women the programming of what it means to be a woman is still very very much alive in us and so 
um, the idea of breaking out of that is like, where, where are the role models for that? Where, where, what, what does that even look like for us? So um, for me personally, the moving was a good example of that where, like I said, we were born and raised in, in the city and, you know, all of our family was there, all of our friends are there. And so it's expected that we would continue to live like that. And my husband and I started to have these conversations where we, we just questioned it. We were like, why, why do we live here? Like, why, like, if we weren't born here, would we choose here? And we started to see that our answer was actually no, like we're only here because this is where we were raised. And this is so common for most of the decisions that we make about things. It's like, we just do this because this is what we were told or what we grew up in, or this is what we thought was the way that we were supposed to do something. Um, so this was, an, this was a, um, an example of learning how to, well, like, where would we live if we could live wherever we wanted? And how would we live? And um, what would that look like? And um, what, what impact would that have on our, on our families and on our friends and on our sense of self? And like, you know, what if we're lonely? Like all these unknown things that we've never even questioned because we were always you know, downtown, immersed with people, walking distance from, from restaurants and coffee shops and all of that stuff that we love. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's also like we could be so much more. What would that look like? So I'm kind of, the takeaway for me there is the first step to sort of unblocking yourself from making a change is getting curious. And I think for myself included, up until maybe eight years ago, I never asked myself questions like that. I, I actually have a, a similar story. I was in a career and, you know, it was fine. I was doing actually really, really great. And then something else popped into my life that gave me this option of maybe making a change. And that was the first time in my life that I was like, I don't actually think I want to be a hairdresser for the rest of my life. Like, even though that was the trajectory I'm supposed to do here, go to school, have the great job, open the salon, expand the salon, like everything's going the way I was told it was supposed to go, but something doesn't feel right. And then I just started getting curious. I don't think I realized that was a step to the progression, but it naturally happened. However, now that... I know that that's one of the biggest steps. I do that all the time. Would you say that's kind of, if you could give us three sort of steps to unblocking for a woman that's really wanting to make a change in her life, would that be step number one? Absolutely. Yes. Like that is the words a curiosity. So I would say it's curiosity in two ways. One is the curiosity of, of like, what if, mm-hmm. And also a curiosity of like, why this? Like, why, like, like you say, it's like, wait, wait, how, like, why am I just defaulting to assuming that what I have is the, 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 the penultimate, you know, like, why am I, why am I, why am I letting that be the cap? So then curiosity into like, well, what if that wasn't the cap? But to your point, usually that first cap lifting opens up the next level, but it's only the first step of many, 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 many lights. So, so um, once we, once we open up the first one, it starts to open up so many more. And that's where I have found um, like with, with my clients who are doing the same thing that it becomes like exponential because it's a, it's a floodgate that when, when you start to realize that you can create the life that you want for real, 
you, you, you don't want to settle for, um, like just that first step. Right. That step is absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. The other reason why I think curiosity is such a key part is that it allows, um, a, it's coming from a place of possibility and not from judgment. So instead of it being like getting mad at yourself for having the circumstances or the choices that you made, which actually can just slow the whole thing down. Curiosity, I think is more like a, it's a positive that you can, it's more enjoyable to lean into, to be like, well, well, if not that, then what, like, what could it be? And what if it was that? And, and it, and it lets you feel really good about the exploration. I love that. I mean, not in terms of sort of manifesting a change in your life, but even in terms of just everyday life, I used to be such a judger. I mean, I was judging other people. I was judging myself. I was just going around like, I mean, it was just almost like a habit that I was just so used to say something not going great. And I would judge myself. Well, like you're the idiot. You're the one that didn't. And now I just get curious about things. I'm like, okay, cool. That happened. Why did that happen? What could I have done differently? It's such this like slight shift of mindset and it completely changes everything, how you think about things, how you go about your day. So if that's the first step, what are the next ones? You know, there's this evolution of sort of working through these blocks as you called them. What would be a next step to work through? The next step to work through would be to let yourself feel the feelings that would be associated with those things that you're imagining. So we want to move out of the, the, we want to use our conscious mind to have those explorations, but then we want to move into the feeling body so that we're uh, allowing ourselves to like a child does, right? It's like, let yourself actually imagine how good these things could feel, um, and, and, and stay in that so that actually your, your energy shifts with the, the reason why the judgment being gone is so helpful is that we want to be on the, like a, like a, 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 a better feeling place that we use to, um, we use our imagination to associate ourselves to. So that would be number two. <clears throat> and then for number three, it would be staying in that what if curiosity good feeling place, and then actually doing something about it. So uh, as an example, um, my husband and I, we were just looking on a lark. We were only imagining, but I started to visualize this house that I wanted just cause, you know, and um, cause it felt good. Yeah, and, and then we started to um, like look on MLS. Mm-hmm. So we, but we were taking the action from the, let's just see what's out there. Like just for the fun of it, we weren't actually planning on moving at all. We were just playing. Yeah. And then this is how things unfold in a new way. If you're to do something only from your past, first of all, it becomes predominantly automatic. So we're not even awake to it. And the second thing is, the, 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 the energy that we're taking those steps from is so old. And so that's how we end up repeating our, our outcomes and our results and our habit. We're not awake to it. So it's the curiosity and imagination part by getting into the emotions that actually has us having new outcomes. Yeah. So we're like operating in a different, in a different field, basically. 
Yeah, we're so programmed, our brains are so programmed to be habitual and think the same thoughts and do the same things that it actually takes energy and thought to really dig into this stuff. I mean, that's what I do in my morning routine. I always do morning pages and I would love to dig into journaling with you as well. Cause I know you have a whole other business, which yeah. I think is so cool. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but that's what I do in my morning pages. And often I'll just write the sentence. I can't believe this is happening. And I'll just like start downloading things that I want to have happen and what it would feel like and how it would make a change to my life or their life. Like it's actually so much fun if you allow yourself to do it. But I think for moms and women in general, we have to let ourselves have the time to do it and really think about it because habitually we're just not used to doing that kind of stuff. Most of us. I mean, I sure wasn't eight years ago. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. No question about it. It's, um, the act of keeping busy is one of the, um, the most, uh, validated forms of sabotage. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're busy. Okay. That's good reason for not being able to, yeah. you know, da, 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 da. Um, but actually, if you look at like history and people who really are, are, um, consciously creating incredible lives for themselves, most of the time, m- most of their time is spent doing less. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's this whole like, you know, I don't have to do anything to make my life amazing. It's actually because we want to move away from mental activity and busyingness and into actual thinking and consciously curating and, 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 and paying attention. So for example, if I journal on something that is actually a problem, so I do a lot of like problem solving in my journal, um, and in my morning pages, same kind of idea, but instead of ending on the problem, I start to then move into like, okay, and then what do I make from this? And if I start to look at my life as like a whole long storyline, then what happens after this point? And where do I go from here? And it starts to the same idea of what you're saying of like, if I'm feeling low, it's still having me end on a high where I'm, I'm always reframing and like learning from the low and, and putting it into a context that's empowering. And that type of work you can't do if you, if you are, um, you know, numbing or avoiding or just, um, you know, being busy. Yeah. This culture of busy is so interesting because I was, submerged, drowning. Let's just say I was drowning in it for several years. And I I want to touch on money mindset with you because I know it's something that you're really passionate about. And for me, I was involved in this business where you can really get caught up in hustle. Like if you allow yourself, you can be working 24 seven. And I had this old belief that I didn't even know was there until I started digging through some old mindsets. My dad was really, really uber successful, Um, but he worked all the time. So all I saw was a man leaving for work at 4 a.m., not coming home until really late and just hustle. Like that's just all I felt like I remembered was him working hard, working hard, working hard. So my belief was that is all I could do to get ahead. And then I actually started working with a coach and she said, 
the wildest thing to me at the time. She's like, did you ever consider if he would have laid off, he could have made more money? And I was like, no, I never considered that. I only considered that the longer you work, the earlier you were up, the more you hustled, the more you made. And that was like a pivotal conversation for me and changed everything about how I work and how I believe and how I sort of manifest things into my life. So can you speak to that at all? Um, I think that that is amazing. First of all, I want to commend you for um, integrating what you learned. So one of the things that I'll just say is a side note about like mindset work specifically that I think is so important, especially in this world where everyone understands what, like what mindset is, is that there's the difference between knowing what you need to do and actually integrating it. So we can, and I think it's even more important to say right now with um, podcasts that are, that are like, like this, that are all out there all the time. And there's Instagram and there's YouTube and there's all these videos that we learn all this amazing stuff. And I think Michelle, what you said, that's so amazing is that you heard something, an idea and you let you, you used it as a way to change your life, to actually change it. So what, instead of just knowing more about it, you integrated it. So I want to just acknowledge you for that and also say that this is the key with things, especially around work and money and lifestyle. It can be a way, especially for women to use it as a way to like personally shame ourselves because we know, quote unquote, know better and we're not doing it. Yeah. And so doing it like even if you take one idea from what we're talking about today and you actually be like okay I'm gonna work with that idea and let myself okay curiosity okay I'm gonna feel that okay I'm gonna actually explore it not just learn about it so way to go thank you and and I and I think um it's like I say that because also around money and work I think that this idea of okay I'm not gonna let it be easy I want it to be easy and If there's a difference to the idea versus allowing in a sense of ease yeah. and, and paying more attention to how you're being, how you're feeling when you're doing things. And like we were just talking about doing it so consciously mm-hmm. where we're aware of the thoughts and we're feelings that we're having and our activities versus just running with the clock, right? Nine to five running around or whatever hours it might be compromising the quality of life that we're experiencing. So I always say, it's like, it doesn't matter how you, if you, it it doesn't really matter like what your goal is, how big it is, how juicy it is. If you don't love who you are, as you go after the goal, it's not worth getting the goal. Yeah. Absolutely. That is so true. And that was one thing that was awakened within me I was like I'm hustling and I hate like I hate it I feel like I'm ignoring my daughter this none of this feels good I felt like I was on this like wild roller coaster ride and I don't like roller coasters so it was terrible and then so I started like thinking about okay how can I make some changes what could I do how could I work more intentionally Oh, maybe I'll watch TV. Woo. Like maybe I'll, like, it was just like these little tiny things that I started implementing and they felt really hard. And this might seem crazy to some of you, but for me, it was like a real thing to sit and watch a TV show. 
versus working, versus creating, versus talking to more potential people. And it was hard to actually sit for the hour, but I just kind of made myself, but also was very aware, but this actually feels really good. Like, it's okay. Remember, we're trying to change that old belief that I had about this money thing. What are some of the biggest money mindset blocks that you see come up for women? Oh, well, (laughs) well, that's a really good question. One of the biggest blocks is that I see is around, um, well, I like to call it like using relativity. So people use money amounts against them. So the block is um, that something is a lot or a little, mm-hmm. or I can't afford this or I can't, or um, I could never this, I could never that. And, and, the, and women often will compare what it is that they want to the widest, the highest range of the opposite that makes what they want seem impossible. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Okay. Explain that a little bit. So you mean... Um, so I want to buy a new house. I just assume I, I start imagining like my dream house <laughs> that is on an island in the far wherever. And right. then it just uh, automatically seems impossible. That's possible. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It. So this is where like curiosity comes in again, right? Like we kind of right back to that first step. If you're having that come up all the time, get curious with yourself. Like, could I stair step? Could I like buy a house that's just a little bit more? Like, is that, is that sort of what you mean? Yeah, that's exactly right. But I wouldn't even go to the solution yet, personally. Um, I, uh, first I like to look at it contextually of like, what does it mean when we do that? And so one of the things that, that, that I think about in terms of like a pattern that is happening within our mindset has to do with like, that's actually a way of diminishing ourselves. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like very associated with lack mm-hmm. and not enoughness. And that's the thing that's so common. Right. So we're the first to um, uh, talk, talk down our wins. We're the first to compare against something else so that it's not very much, or it's, I only have X. I only got that. I, so it's always referencing against something that makes whatever it is that we've achieved, not enough. Right. And so we're working from lack. So even the stair stepping from there can feel impossible. Right. Because now I'm going to stair step to a multi-million dollar house in the Maldives. That's (laughs) too far. (laughs) It's way too far. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny just thinking about, um, Oh, I had a question in my mind that I, okay. Yes. So when we, when I've done work with money mindset or listen to coaches talking about money mindset, they often make me feel like I had to dig back into my past and figure out where everything went wrong. Like what was said to me in grade two that made me have this terrible, do you really think that's necessary or can we, can we, okay, good. Cause that stuff, I get hung up on that because honestly, Uh, whether it's like I'm 47 and my memory just isn't that good anymore, but I can never really dig up much. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Everything was good. I don't know why 
you know, one of my biggest weaknesses is comparison. And it's always sort of been a weakness for me. But I've learned how to get curious about it. And I really have worked through it. But a lot of people that I've listened to always suggest like going back and finding out where that where that all came from. And I got nothing. I, I just kind of end up with, I don't know why I feel this way, but it always comes up. And all I've been able to do is just kind of step back into my power and be curious about why is she actually inspiring me? Like that kind of, I know we're veering from money mindset, but I guess the question is, do you feel like that's necessary or can we take the feeling that we know is there? Let's say money mindset. I can't have this. And how do we work from just there? I I don't think that you need to go back in that kind of a way because I actually don't think the answer is, a, um, a one, I don't think that the answer is based on one reason. So if you go back in time and you're looking for one reason, it's very rarely going to be there for you to find, which is probably why you're, you can't find it. Yeah. So for example, you could have from your past, a story of some event in your life where you actually believed that you were not uh, good enough. Mm-hmm. So that was a scenario, let's say with girlfriends has nothing to do with money, but then because you, you already took that belief that you're not good enough, then it plays itself out through money. So if you're going back in time to try to find a limiting belief around money and you not being good enough, you might not find it because it never was actually sourced there. Okay. Makes sense. So, but the, the way I like to look at money is that it is Actually, um, let me say this, money is a, th- a thing that we get to play with, that we get to, um, let, me, well, let me say this, uh, it's what we make money mean, first of all, that is why money matters. And it's actually just a way to play with our personal growth. It's a, it's a, it's evidence of something that we are playing with in ourselves that we don't have evidence of. So there's, it's not tangible. So if we're working on mindset, we need a thing to show us mindset growth. So money is a really fun way to play with that. So I like to look at it more like putty and, and something that we get to, practice these tools versus it being actually about money. It's never about money. None of this is actually about money. This is about us. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to use money mindset as a place to stretch our internal mindset. So if you want to grow with, um, well, you want to, you want to, let's say, um, expand your energy in the world. You want to expand your impact. You want to expand your confidence. You want to really learn how to be the kind of person who um, lives with abundance. Money is going to be in a result of that because you're, let's say money can be a form of abundance in form, but abundance is an energy. So what we're really doing with money mindset is we're playing with energy. And then we get to utilize money as the, as the physical form of expression of that. Does that make sense? 
It totally makes sense. And it's, it's kind of back. I mean, it all goes back to what we were originally talking about. It's getting into the feeling, getting into the feeling of having that abundance, whatever it looks like for you, whether that's more time. I mean, I know for me, it's never really been about the dollars and cents. It's been about the time that more money can bring me. So when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about, well, what am I going to do with that time? Like, what does that look like? And for me, one of my biggest things when I made my career change was my mornings. Mornings were always so stressful, trying to get everyone out the door. I was yelling, everyone, it just was like awful. So I started imagining what my mornings would look like if I had more time. Now, money needed to happen for me to allow, like, to be able to have that time, but that I didn't even really put any emphasis on that. I was just looking at the morning. Oh, you won't have to get out of your workout gear. You can just sit with breakfast. And it, it really was getting into that feeling and it, it all manifested. And I didn't even know, like, disclaimer, I knew none of this when that was going on. So it's not like I was doing it intentionally. But now that I saw I have the proof of that happening. Now I realize using those steps, getting curious, starting to like feel into it, it really does work. Like it really, really does help and work. Yeah. So for example, for my house that I was describing, I said I was visualizing it. I spent my morning routine, there was a portion of the time where I would sit visualizing the, I was sitting in a chair. So I imagined myself sitting in a chair in the new house. And then I would imagine that it had these Florida ceiling windows. It was modern. And outside the windows were these beautiful trees and I would get into the feeling of it. So it wasn't like when I have my house, then I will feel free. I brought in the feeling of the freedom now while I was sitting in there and let the chatter that comes up, which is like, how are you ever going to afford that? You're never going to have something like that. That's impossible. Like, where is that going to be? Like, you like that can't be there at the same time. So out those thoughts go. And I'm like, that part is like not part of this exercise. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it takes a men- mental discipline. Mm-hmm. And so I, I sat in that energy. And then the reason that I was able to, actually buy the house so quickly. We bought it within like, I never even saw it actually. Um, Only my husband did. I was was traveling at the time. But the only reason I was able to do that is that the picture um, was a match to my visualization. And I could recognize the energy of it because I had sat in it every single morning. So what, what is so important about what I'm saying right now is that in the moments of money work, it can't come from wishing that you have like, or you can't wish for more time, wish for more money. You have to do the exercise in the moment of knowing that you already have it. So for money manifestation, that means understanding that money is only one form of energy and getting into the energy of abundance regardless. So if you like to go sit in nature and nature is the most abundant thing. So, uh, um, breathing abundant air, like any, it's the same frequency, different form. So, uh, if you are in lack, so even if I was doing a money, uh, rather a time manifestation thing, I would sit there and be like, it wouldn't be if I had the time or when I have the time, but actually like I have 
as much time now as I'll ever have. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have so much time. So usually when I'm rushed is when I have to pause and be like, I have all the time, all the time. So it's, it is actually a, a, a mindset correction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's like a muscle you really need to work. It doesn't, none of this kind of stuff came naturally to me. And I still, you know, there'll be, you know, a week that goes by. And then all of a sudden I think, you know what, I haven't done any of that work lately. You know, you kind of just get into whatever you're doing often when things are going well and you almost forget that, wait a second, there's more things that I really want to sink into and dig into. And I have to make the time for it and be intentional. And you can't be ever coming from a place of desperation. So, you know, back to money mindset, if, all of a sudden you look at your bank account and you have no money. You can't just be in that feeling of desperation and have it happen. You have to go back to like what you just said, believing that you are actually there with more than enough to, to do the things that you want to do. It really comes back to how you're thinking. And it comes back to your imagination. So being able to hold that regardless of what you see in front of you. So one of the, the, the premises that we talk a lot about in mindset, but again, this is the difference between knowing it and living it. So the premise that the, that, that the outside, that we are responding only to the outside world would be us looking at our bank account and having an emotional response to the numbers that we see. Yay. I have lots of money or like, boo. Um, I don't have any money. It's, it's like the thing is first, our reaction is second. As soon as that's the way that we're living, we're always going to be at the um, the result of our circumstances. And that is why we can be so zigzaggy in our results and also why we don't have any belief or confidence about this future that we talked about at the beginning here, because it's like, I only have evidence of this happening already in my past. And when this happens, I feel sad. And then when this happens, I feel happy. So what we're really talking about is reversing it where we, we are the ones who decide how we feel. I feel abundant. I feel confident. I feel free, whatever it might be that then we decide that we're going to feel it. I feel I'm in my new house, whatever it might be. I'm, I'm there mentally, regardless of what I see on my bank account. So if you go to look at your bank account, now you have a framing to look at it, to say, Well, those numbers are those numbers because any dollar that's in that bank account is actually only a result of a past decision I made. It's There's a lag between the now moment and the bank account you see. It actually has got nothing to do with your future or where you are right now. So it's, 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 it's a past tense thing. It's last month's statement. It's got nothing to do with right now. Yeah. So we want to be using our thinking advantageously to move us forward so that we're actually creating, we're much more interested in next month's bank account than last month's. I love how you worded that. That's so good because it's so true. What you see right now is due to the thoughts you were thinking weeks ago. So how can you change the thoughts right now? So what you see in 60 days is completely different. That is just like the most simplified version of how to make this work. So give everyone, um, so you have another business journalism, or that's where we find you on Facebook or on Instagram, right? So can you 
first, before we get into that, what is like one journal prompt or something someone could be thinking about as they are opening up their bank statement? Well, at first I would never do those hand in hand. (laughs) You're either journaling or you're looking at your bank statement, completely different. Um, Not journaling, but a thought. So instead of them, ah, I see, you know what I mean? Like, so instead of as you're putting in the password, knowing things are going to be sucky, like reframing your thought, is there like a simplified thought that people could actually utilize? Um, well, the easiest one actually would just be to say, I am so grateful for the abundance in my bank account, like starting with gratitude, whatever the numbers, honestly, if, if we're getting emotionally involved in the numbers, we're just going backwards. Yeah. So we want to be neutral and then grateful. So I, I don't look if, if there's any time that I'm having a bad day or, uh, I think that it's going to throw me, then don't look. So like I only look when I'm feeling flush. That's the only time where I'm like, Ooh, let me go celebrate. I'm like, I'm so curious what's in there today. If I'm in that energy, I'll look, but otherwise it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm too, I'm much more interested in what is coming. Mm -hmm. So I would say, just be grateful for the fact that it's a it's a beautiful mirror of, of, it's like a photo album of the past. And I'm so grateful that there's, you know, what's in there. And I'm so grateful that what's in there is growing and that kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. I, I think always going back to gratitude is probably the easiest way to get yourself into a better feeling thought, whatever you're trying to make happen in your life for the simplest way to do it, go back to gratitude. And it always takes you back to a really feel good place. Yeah. The other thing I would say, which I uh, did a lot in the, in the beginning of my business is um, I would print out the bank statement, but I would doctor it. So what I would do is I would take my bank statement and I would decide where I'm going. Cause where I'm going is way more important than where I've been. And I would add numbers uh, zeros. And so that was my bank statement that I would look at. So that is worth looking at every day and get it, letting yourself um, expand into, again, like we talked about at the beginning, like the cap of what you think is possible is only there because that's your, your habitual way of thinking that that's all that you can do. So if you, we just want to habituate to something else. Right. And I actually have a really funny story of when, um, when I got a, uh, my husband and I got a um, investment uh, uh, <laughs> a stockbroker. Yeah. Yeah. And so he came over and he wanted to know what our goals were. And, um, and so he's from a BMO, the bank, uh, one of the banks in Canada. And, um, so he said he wanted to get to know his clients. So I took the, the bank statement that we had so far, the BMO statement, and I, I took out Photoshop and I, um, added it to look like the goal that my husband and I have. Yeah. So he sits down and he's like, I want to get to know my clients. Like, where do you, and, and I was like, well, here you go. And I pass this forward. And first he, he started to get apologetic and he's like, I'm so sorry. This, I must've brought some the wrong person's bank statement. I apologize. And I was like, no, no, this is it. And he was like, no, no, no. And he, he didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so I said, no, 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 this is right. I said, you said you want to get to know your clients. So I pushed it back forward to him and he looks at it and he goes, well, this is impossible. And, um, and I said, you said you want to get to know your clients. And I was like, here we are. And I pushed it back and, and he looks at it and then he looks at us and then he goes, let's get to work. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I like, love it. That's like that you, you that's who you're working with here. Yeah. Yeah. It's so simple. It I love I am gonna do that. I so I have a certain amount in my mind that I would just every month that, that's just what I will be making eventually. Every single month it's gonna be gonna be there. And I visualize opening up my bank account and seeing it. But I am so doing that. I am going to uh print that out and add zeros. I just love the simplicity of that. I think that's so good. Such a helpful tip. I yeah. think the two and I would even say oh. no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that for the, if you really want to speed it up, what I would say is take the number that you visualize that's going to be, you just said someday, that's going to be your number someday. Um, and, and like multiply it by 10. So go way, way, way bigger because there's energy that is a match for that, that if, if you're comfortable looking at that number and saying, I'll make that someday, it's too low. Not because the number's not enough, but because the frequency of that number, if it's too easy to accept, you're actually not bouncing into like the quantum field in the same way. So letting yourself actually be like, like, for example, I've masterminded with some friends last year and we spent the whole time talking about what it would, what would we do if we earned $10 million a month? So am I earning $10 million a month? No, but I wanted to feel the energy of it because that's not a way that I'm accustomed to thinking. So it really bumps you into, like basically it doesn't allow the logic in. And what we want to do is play in the the realm where the logic just can't even, it's like the the logic blows a fuse. Yeah, I love that. It's like going back and being a kid. Like they just uh, imagine everything, even... My 11 year old still, I just love seeing her when she allows, she's getting to that age that she almost doesn't allow herself anymore, but there's still times when she's just playing and like really just playing with possibility. And that's what we forget and don't allow ourselves to do as adults. And that's why we stall out. That's right. So you could just play and say, why not me? Yeah. And like you don't need permission to think in that realm. That's the other thing is we, because of what I was describing of like the, the undermining that we do and the way that we make ourselves the exception to the rule, actually we don't allow ourselves to think in these big, big ways, but why not? Like you're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to think like, not as a, um, Oh, would be nice, but actually to be like, huh. And then it, what you might find is that you might change the amount that you are, are thinking about as your monthly amount. Like you might just be like, wait a second, actually, I do want to calibrate to an, another zero on there. Or I do like, I'm, it's allowing me to think of new ideas. Like the ideas that are going to get you to those big numbers are going to sit in the energy of the, the bigger numbers. So that's the other thing is you'll get ideas that you never had before. Yeah. Your brain starts working creatively for you when you're in 
the field of possibility. I'm using yeah. words that I don't even <laughs> normally use. That's your energy, Catherine. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was, this was so good. I think that's just going to be so helpful for so many women because you made it so simple. Like you really, really did. I loved that. Now talk to us about journalisms. Talk, is that how, am I saying it right? Is yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Talk to so, us about that. I'm so intrigued. And I only had a few yeah. minutes to kind of look at your page. Okay. So my main business is Catherine Farkasen coaching. So it's mindset coaching. Um, and that I, we do exactly what we're talking about right now. And I have been a journaler my whole life. So, so since I could write, I've been journaling. And what I discovered as I was on this mindset coaching realm is that journaling is a huge part of my own practice. And that what I discovered is that people don't know how to journal. And they thought that they did. And two things that were happening were the main uh, faults or errors or, or, or like, in, in, like impediments to their process. One is that people were diary writing. So diary writing is when you're like writing, recounting the events of the day before, mm-hmm. which is how I started, right? I was like, I went to Sandy's house. It was fun. That's how I started. So that's great for like a log but it doesn't have anything to do with mindset and growth. And then the second thing that I found was that uh, people often will journal about their problems. And what I discovered that I was doing differently is I used the journal as a way to feel better at the end than from how I started. So I wanted to help people learn how to do that. And I, uh, so I created, so this is a good example of me Um, doing exactly what we talked about where I was envisioning from a place of like, what else can I do to help people from this place of abundance? And I created this, um, this business called journalisms and they're basically like Oracle cards, but instead of the Oracle cards, they're journal prompts. So you can just order a deck of the cards and they have, there's one deck that's the foundation pack that has all the main categories like health and fitness, personal, personal growth, relationships, memories, um, and one other one that I'm forgetting the name of, oh, a career. And then I have SOS packs. So the SOS packs are for when you're going through something in your life and you specifically need to journal on that topic. So one is, um, career transitioning. So if you're fired or you lose your job or you're starting a new business, um, and the other one is a breakups pack, um, which is also a great gift to give to people who are in that realm. And then the third one is, um, um, what is the third one? <laughs> oh, I'm forgetting that one now too. Anyway, another third SOS pack. So, um, they, they also it turns out have been really great party cards where people are getting to know each other better by bringing out their journalism's cards and asking these questions. So they're basically really, I'm a really good question asker. Um, but like you, like I love, I love, I'm based in curiosity, just like you are. And I love asking questions. And so these are just better questions to get you thinking. And then this, um, this spring, I actually held a journaling program, which was three weeks of every single morning. I, and I, called it live journaling where the, where the group came into the program uh, onto a zoom and I led people through the question asking. And I have to say of anything I've ever done, 
it was the best feedback I have ever had. People were blown away by the power of journaling. And, uh, and I didn't realize, mm-hmm. um, like I always talk about how important it is to be able to listen to your own heart and to be able to listen to your own intuition. And I didn't realize that, that these prompts are a way to be able to access this much more deeply than, um, than, then people are able to get themselves. So like journaling is hands down uh, like the access portal, honestly, into what, like how you really operate and also how to make sense of what's happening in your life in a way that empowers you. It is my absolute number one tool. No question about it. I could not agree, agree more with all of this. I, I always was a diary writer mm-hmm. um, forever and ever. Yeah. And because I really like pretty notebooks. Yes. <laughs> it's all about the notebook. <laughs> and my daughter, she loves it too. But, you know, as I entered this mindset, personal development space, I learned how to journal just by, you know, following people like you. And journaling got me through... Uh, the deepest, darkest depression I was in after my father died. It has helped me elevate in my career. And it really is all about the questions that I'm asking myself and where I'm allowing to unravel, but end up in a more positive space at the end. And I just took a few minutes to look at your Instagram page and, you know, everyone needs to go over to Catherine's journalism page because just the stuff you're sharing there is so awesome. Like you're everything. I was just, this is amazing, but I know that I'm going to buy some of my team, those cards, like those are amazing gifts. That is they're amazing awesome. gifts. They're, they're, um, they're amazing gifts because for whatever reason, they do fall into that category of things that people feel like um, ah, they just can't buy themselves. Kind of like flowers. Totally. I don't know why, but so they're amazing gifts because um, because the the receiver is going to feel like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even know that I needed this. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I'm going to get a bulk order. <laughs> I'm yeah, not kidding. Too. They're also in some gift boxes sometimes, like some subscription gift boxes and things oh, like yeah. that. Amazing. Um, they're, um, and I would also say, I do run the journaling program again. And I would say, uh, like sign up for the wait list for that too. Cause it was, there was something about the, you, you know, how you were talking about time and having time to be able to do something. There's something about the accountability of doing something live with other people that you show up differently where when we're by ourselves, sometimes we can shortcut it. Well, or like something can get hard. Like some of the questions I like, I'm not, I'm kind of like a cut to the chase kind of person. I'm not like a soft hug all the time. And so neither are my journal questions. And so they, they go in, they go deep. Like, I feel like if we're going to spend this time together and you're going to do this, we're going to, we're going to get this. And so, um, so it can be hard to sit with ourselves alone in these big questions sometimes, but as a group, they were so powerful and everybody ends up leaving on a high. And that's it. That's the important part. It's like, how are you setting yourself up for the rest of the day? How are you going to hold, like, what energy are you going to hold? What are you going to believe? What are you going to think about it? It all starts with what you tell yourself in your journal first. Yeah. It's amazing. I yeah. love it. I love that. And I totally 
can see the accountability piece. I'm doing the artist's way right now. I'm working myself through that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so awesome. But there are the questions that she's asking. I'm stumped on week six right now. I'm not stumped. I'm just not allowing myself to sit in it and really answer the questions because it's a hard question. And my brain doesn't really want to answer it. It doesn't really want to go there. So it's like that thing that I have to make myself do in the morning. Um, So I can see how your workshop would be amazing for that accountability and that support and motivation to keep going every single day. It's so good. I'm going to definitely get on the wait list to do that with you. That would be so fun. We would love it. And we start with the morning pages, just like uh, in the artist way. Yeah. 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 Such a great, yeah, that's amazing. Well, this has been so good. This has been so fabulous. Yeah. So many tangible, like really tangible tips and ways to start pivoting your mindset. Where can my guests find you, Catherine? Well, uh, well, my website is mindsetcoaching.ca. So that's the easiest thing to know just from the place of um, my last name being difficult to spell. So uh, <laughs> mindsetcoaching.ca and I have a newsletter that you can sign up for there if you all, if you want to know about the next programs that I'm offering. Um, and then I'm, I would say on my Instagram, so Kevin Farkerson. And then I also have a Facebook group called Believe It to See It. And we have masterclasses in there and I do um, videos with conversations like this in there. And um, so I would say hop in there also. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And we will share all of these links in the show notes. So you guys can go find Catherine and I'm, I don't always say this, but I think you need to go follow Catherine on both of her pages because uh, there was a live video you did maybe a couple days ago. It could have been two weeks ago, but it was pretty close to the top. And just the way you worded something, I was like, yes, this is amazing. So I think it was definitely worth your follow to get to know Catherine better and reach out to her with any questions. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. It's been such a pleasure for me. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so honored. It's been wonderful. Thank you.